Come, Holy Spirit, come. Pour on us thy love divine. Come within our hearts to shine. Fill our hearts and make them not thine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was a small boy, four, four and a half years of age, and that's a long time ago, it's amazing that I can still remember, but when I was a small boy, uh, I had a best friend whose name was Joel, Joel Roberts, and I digress for just a moment because there are several people from Waco here. If, if they recall, I lived on the corner of 23rd in Austin, and Joel lived just about at the corner of 24th in Austin. So we were four or five houses apart, and I spent equally as much time at his home as I did at my own. His mother's name was, well, Mrs. Roberts. And, and she was just this incredible lady. She had a, a beautiful smile. She was so warm and gracious, so loving. And, well, I guess to be honest, one reason why I spent a lot of time at Joel's was those homemade cookies. Uh, I can still taste them. There was, however, a great big elephant that lived in the living room of the Roberts home. Mrs. Roberts never left their house. She never went to school functions. She never went to church. She never went to a movie. The doors to their home were always unlocked. You could go in and out very easily. Maybe to say what I'm trying to say more accurately, she, Mrs. Roberts, was locked into a smaller life than she was intended to live. She was locked in by fear. Now, fear is that set of emotions we feel when we are threatened or endangered, or at least think we are. And Mrs. Roberts was locked in by fear. That sounds familiar. The disciples were locked in by fear. They knew what fear was all about. They had literally locked themselves into a little room. And they were totally focused on their own safety. They were afraid. They saw what happened on Good Friday. And they knew that they could be next. So if there had never been an Easter morning, those disciples, that's the way they would have lived out their lives, locked away in fear, in hiding. Jump ahead 30 years, if you will. Peter was in Rome, building up the church there. His brother Andrew, was in Greece, helping the church grow there. John was in Asia Minor. His brother, James, was in Spain, and Thomas was in India. 
They were all over the known world at the time. 30 years after being locked away in fear, now they were no longer locked away in fear. They were leading a larger life. They were leading the kind of life that God wanted them to lead because they had been able to master their fear. How did they do that? The first thing they did, they believed in the resurrection. They believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He who was crucified, he was dead, and he was alive again. And they knew what that meant. God really was for them. God was continually at work for their good. God really did love them. They believed in the resurrection of Jesus, which meant that they believed in something bigger than they were. Something working always to bring things to a good conclusion for you, for me, for everyone. And that big thing was God. The second thing they did was they accepted Jesus' commission. He had said to them, even as the Father has sent me, so I send you. It was a commission to a larger life. No longer focused on your own safety, your own satisfaction, now serving something greater than you are. Serving God by telling his people about God. The third thing they did was receive the Holy Spirit. God's inner life is his spirit. And it merged with Jesus' inner life. And that is the Holy Spirit. And you and I have been given that spirit in baptism. It is the presence of God with us. It's what connects us to God. But the spirit, God's spirit, is not just the presence of God. Jesus says to his disciples in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. The Holy Spirit is power. God's internal power given to you and to me. It is the power to overcome fear, to master fear. It is the power of faith. Somewhere around the fifth or sixth grade, my friend Joel Roberts and his family moved to another part of Waco, and shortly thereafter, we did as well. And we attended different junior highs, and we just kind of lost touch, although we would indeed see each other from time to time. Years later, uh, in the early 80s, I received a, an invitation to preach at my home parish, the parish where I had grown up, 
uh, St. Paul's in Waco. And I got in the pulpit, and as I began speaking, I looked out, and there was a person there that really surprised me. It was my old friend, Joel. I hadn't seen him in years, but I, but I recognized him immediately. But, but, even more stunning was the person sitting next to him. It was his mother, Dorothy Roberts. She was out of the house. I would like to say in the midst of a large group of people, but it was a good-sized group of people nonetheless. But there she was, out of the house. Obviously, after the service, we visited, and I said, Mrs. Roberts, you're out of the house. How, how did it happen? And she said, well, Dick, it was, it was sort of a process. It, it happened, began years ago. Uh, doctors helped, my family helped, but Dick, you know, I'm sure, how it really happened. She was talking about the power of God which helped her overcome her fears, to master those fears so that she could indeed live a larger life, that she could live the life that God had always intended for her, free from fear. If you and I believe in the resurrection of Jesus, if you and I accept his commission, and if you and I use the spirit that has been given to us, we can master our fears. And we can live the larger life that God intends for us to live as well. Amen.